Welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter, also host of Podstalgic. And I am Tom, also host of Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Yes, and we are back to do another reaction episode to John Hurwitz's Q&A um, sessions on Twitter. Uh, this is the last three that he did, including the one that followed their wrap-up. So like a post-wrap-up Q&A, I guess we can call it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been uh, trying to keep tabs on uh, various uh, cast members and crew members, and they're sharing a lot of great photos on Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, photos, videos, you know, so yes. those are fun. Uh, and since, you know, a lot of the cast members are younger, they have like gifts, you know, and all these things that are making. And, you know, I'm not as tech savvy and, uh, but it has been a joy to, to, to watch. And having said that, you guys, congratulations, everybody, on a wrap up of season two. Yeah, I can't wait to see how everyone's hard work turned out. I'm really excited. Yeah. And I feel. Like no, actually, you know what? I don't believe it was a a Q and A, but it. Um, I think he meant uh, Mr. Hurwitz mentioned uh, something towards the end that the composers uh, had sent him some music for season two, so that's already you know in the works. And I'm kind of curious, like, do they get some footage sent to them and work off of that? Like, how do you how you compose? That's usually the way it works, from what I understand. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, obviously they didn't have like the entire finished product. They just have mm -hmm. bits and pieces of scenes and okay, so um perhaps a future episode, who knows? That's a little tease for you guys mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Um there is also uh, a bit of uh news not related to the Q&A. Uh Tom, did you see that video clip on uh ET Canada Entertainment yeah. tonight? Yeah. Yeah. So that released, um, looks like they interviewed Billy Zapka and also Ralph Macchio, uh, talked a little bit about season two. Uh, it was released through Entertainment Tonight, again, through uh, in Canada. Uh, what did you learn from that video? Honestly, uh, it, the big thing that I've learned is uh, looking at Ralph Macchio and uh, William Zapka as people, they just seem to be really humble and really cool. I mean, that's the thing that I always take away from those guys. Yes, and in terms of the season two, I don't think it's a surprise, but the way the season one ended, Billy mentions that it's pretty much going to pick up what we last saw yeah right yeah, yeah so, I, I think that was pretty much a given yes yes it had to be if that was a secret it was one of the worst kept ones um because yeah. yeah i felt like well how i mean how are we gonna know what happened in between you know from that very first interaction to where it could have picked up now now real quick something uh, occurred to me while i was watching that clip do you suppose that this is the first interaction that johnny lawrence and sensei crease had since the All Valley Tournament? I'm going to say yes, because I feel that what we saw in 3, everybody pretty much left him. So why would Johnny still be kind of hanging around? But but still, this this raises an, a really interesting question in my mind. If this is the first that Johnny and Crease uh, have had with each other, other, why do you think Johnny went back to the Cobra Kai name and logo? Because that's all he knows, you know. I, I feel, or is that like the, the the peak of his existence is Cobra Kai, 
right? You just kind of needed to reignite the flame, right? Mm. Something yeah. like that. Uh, he uh, since increases his catalyst, and we will see. Um, I'm definitely uh, excited for it. Uh, another thing, and this could be nothing. I could be overreading it. Uh, maybe Mr. Zapka, maybe he has knowledge, maybe he doesn't. But what he did say is uh, when questioned, because th- they brought up Allie with an eye. And, mm-hmm. you know, it is on everybody's mind. Will she be in season two? Will she make an appearance at all in the series? Um, Ralph said, you know, what most people have said, you know, it, there, there's a chance for anybody to come back. But Billy specifically mentions anybody uh, from Karate Kid 1 through 3. I, I did pick up on that. That's pretty important. It can be, but it could also be nothing because 1 through 3. It could three, be a red herring. It, it could be. But one through three is the the LaRusso saga, mm-hmm. right? So um, maybe that's why he says one through three, because four, it's only Miyagi and Julie Pierce. Mm-hmm. So Johnny's character doesn't know Julie Pierce. No, well, neither does Daniel, as far as we know, anyway. I'm willing to bet Daniel knows of her, at least. Hmm. It's a tough one. But, you know, from what we got in Cobra Kai... Uh, or at least from the Q and A uh, sessions with uh, Mr. Herberts as well, is that um, Mr. Miyagi does know Sam and Amanda. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, at some point, Julie Pierce had been brought up to Daniel, right? Well, it had to have because I mean, you've gone on vacations, you've left town, and you've come back and talked to your friends and family in your hometown. They naturally ask you, "So, what did you do out there?" Do you think right. he's not going to talk about, you know, kicking uh, these people in the face to Daniel? <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right, because it's not just somebody he met. He took care of her. He trained exactly, her. Yeah. He taught her how to dance, you know, <laughs> and pretty much saved her life, you know, in one in one. Well, so, one yeah, moment. I mean, it would only make <laughs> sense that Daniel, if not has been introduced to her, at least knows of her. Right. Yep. So there you go. It could be nothing, but it is. It was interesting that he used those words. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely caught up on that, and I was also greatly relieved that they completely omitted the uh, travesty known as that Karate Kid remake. The the the, the what now? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't want to take any more of our listeners' time, so I think we can go ahead and get into the Q&A. Uh, before we do, I want to give a huge shout-out to Rick, 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 Rick. All right. Uh, <laughs> A.K.A. The Meme Machine. Yes. AKA, you are amazing yes. on the Facebook group, Rick. Jersey Devil, right? Rick the Jersey Devil. So he, he's got he's got a few different names there. But um, I reached out to Rick and said, hey, I saw one time in the group you mentioned you had a lot of time because, again, Rick is the meme machine because he makes all types of memes and stuff. Yes, he is very talented. Very talented. Very talented. Very creative. Uh, I don't know the exact spelling, but if you guys want to follow him on Instagram, he's got his own uh, account, uh, Chopsticks and Flies, and uh, he posts all those on there as well. That's an awesome handle, by the way. <laughs> it really is. I am a little uh, jealous that I didn't think of it for our show. I was say, that would be a great... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'll be the Chopstick, you're the fly. Um, <laughs> but Wait I a re- second, that means you squish me? No. Uh, well... Um, no. <laughs> uh, but I reached out to Rick said, hey, you know, you mentioned you had a lot of time. And he's like, well, you know, not really, but what's up? And I was like, 
Anyway, you can write up all of the Q&As for us, the last three sessions. And you know what? He obliged. So thank you, Rick, for oh, compiling. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is above and beyond, sir. It Good really is. You. Because, Tom, he, um, I, I think he was in the middle of like the second Q&A session. He's like, man, I got, I have like a, a whole newfound respect for what you guys do. <laughs> because it's so <laughs> tedious. Copying and pasting each question, each response, you know, and putting it in a document. So... Thanks, Rick, for however long yes. you, you contributed to our little show here. So appreciate now, it. Now, real quick, before uh, we get started, I've actually kind of instituted a new rule for myself when it comes to these uh, these Q and A's. I used to l- read every answer, every question, every response, everything. But I kind of wanted to save that for the show, so I have no idea what these uh, this is going to be. Right, and you know, you messaged me earlier too, and I was like, "Oh, okay, if you're going to look through them," but I didn't want to say I wasn't going to, and I thought mm-hmm. that maybe you would have just assumed that I put it together because you know I have for the previous episodes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, no. I, I noticed the different format for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. But yes, I I don't know what any of these are, and quite honestly, the last two sessions I feel I was not able to interact as actively as I usually do because they were also in the daytime, you know. So when it's yeah. at night, I'm laying on the couch or on the bed, you know. I have more time to kind of look through each and every one of them. Um, well, I mean, in all fairness, uh, Mr. Hurwitz, I would imagine, is a busy fella right now. So I mean, we're kind of subject to his schedule. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and so like, you know, the reason that this is gonna this episode is gonna have all three sessions is because we just haven't really had the time to get together, you know, yeah. to kind of space them out a little. Yeah, between work and I I've been sick with bronchitis for like the past God, That's right. That's right, that weeks. was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were really ill. Um I have had one day off in the last ten days. And Ugh. I've been averaging about twelve hours Tis a day. The season. Tis the season indeed, uh, which it, it kind of came up in our group, and I thought this was really funny because um, uh, one of our listeners, uh, I think, her, I think it's Bevy, she's just like, "Wait a minute, is is Peter Santa Claus?" <laughs> and uh, Amy was all like, well, "Kind of, so, sort of, yeah." <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. So um, yeah, I had to apologize to the group that I've been very inactive uh, just because of my work schedule now. Yeah, yeah, same here between work, home, and just. Trying to recuperate from feeling like I was a corpse. Uh, I haven't had much time for uh, the Twitters or the Facebooks. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that. And you sound much, much uh, better, sir. So good, thank you. Oh, I feel much better. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Um, All right, so here we go. Uh, The very first one comes from Cobra Kai. You you know what? Just in case we picked up any new listeners... um, (laughs) Should we get into a little bit more of what's going on? I, I said what this is. Uh, Mr. Horowitz's Q&A sessions on Twitter. I'm going to read the questions. You're going to read his response, and we talk about it. Yes. Uh, for the, uh, all intents and purposes, I am the voice of Horowitz right now. <laughs> right. Indeed. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, at Cobra Kai Pod, who did all of Miguel's artwork in his room? Uh, Mr. Horowitz answers, not entirely sure. I believe various members of our art department. 
And they're actually pretty cool too. So if we're to believe, you know, Miguel himself drew the artwork, they're actually pretty neat. Um, yeah. There's some anime. Uh, it it and... shows a lot of really good talent on mm -hmm. the artist's part. And that makes sense too, because we have seen him make memes on the computer. You know, he created the Cobra Kai website for Johnny. So, uh, that, that makes sense to me. And it really stuck out, uh, when I did a rewatch of, I believe it was the third episode where Yaya knocks on the door and he's doing karate like on his bed. You see the artwork right there. Yeah. Yeah. Next one comes from At Loud Grandpa, not to be mistaken with the movie Dirty Grandpa with Robert De Niro, <laughs> uh, which I saw. And you know what? I didn't get it. I don't know if you saw it, but I mean, there were some. I didn't, but I heard it was just like a low point in De Niro's career. There were some very cringy moments. Uh, uh, for sure, yeah. And there were actually some legit laugh out loud moments, but it was way too imbalanced for me. You know, it's definitely not a Miyagi movie. You know, there's no balance. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Loud Grandpa, aka Downtown Grandpa. Oh, that must be, uh, the name that follows it. Uh, the question is in Hot Tub Time Machine, when he says he's the douchebag from Credit Kid 3, was he referring to Mike Barnes? All right, and the answer is I would need to confirm with uh, Josh Heald, but I believe so. And here's an interesting follow-up from Mr. Heald. Indeed, Jacob's take on Blaine was that he was very Barnes-ish. And mm. uh, I, I can't remember, you haven't done an actual review of uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. No, I have not. Not on my show. You need to. You really need to if for no other reason than the fact that it's a Zapka movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it doesn't even have to be on Podstalgic because it's a, a Zapka movie. We we would probably include that in the Zapka series that we mm -hmm. still hope to do. But as can, um, as we have things to produce content for, we're going to do those first before you know we dive into some of the movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we definitely have a list that we want to get to. Um, I almost got super ambitious for like a like an upcoming Christmas episode, but with my schedule and all the stuff that I'm doing for my own show, I don't think I'll have time to do it, but Harold and Kumar have a Christmas movie. Oh. <laughs> so I thought that would have been fun, but, you know, I'm also a bit of a completionist, so it would irk the hell out of me. Not I was having say, done one and the two. first two. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I'm in the yeah. same way. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next one, um, let's see here. The tweet is unavailable. Yeah, looking at this, I I'd, I'd had to guess that the question is uh, when they expect to finish uh, principal photography on season two, and uh, the answer is we will finish the second week of December, and uh, god damn if they didn't stick to their schedule. I mean, they just finished wrapping up a couple days ago. Yeah, they, yeah. at the time of this re recording, literally just a couple days ago. Yeah, so yeah they just had fresh. their uh, rap party and all that, and I, I'm happy for them. I can't wait to see what they did. Yeah, and uh, this particular session um, was about a month ago, so... Yes, uh, what was it? Uh, November 17th, to be exact. Mm -hmm. So the next one comes from me, and this one's actually a picture, so I'm going to try to explain it. But uh, at Cobra Kai Pod, I ask, any chance of seeing this in Season 2? And I sent uh, Mr. Hurwitz a picture of a car. It's a video game car at the arcade. And it has a Cobra emblem on it. It's just a kid's car video game. Arcade now, do you game. know what kind of uh, car it was modeled after? Or is it was just like a generic sports car? Yeah, it was a generic sports car with a, a snake uh, as the emblem. Uh, he says, uh, no, but I want it. But you know what? I could see Crease driving around with that. Because 
Chris always has struck me as a, a bit of a megalomaniac where he believes his own hype and wants to spread that hype. So I could see him driving around uh, the valley in that. Oh, sure. Not this exact car, but I, I see what you mean, you know. Mm, exactly. I, I guarantee you he's one of those uh, guys that has a uh, vanity plate. Right. Uh, what would it say? Would it say sweep? Cobra oh. Kai. <laughs> okay. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it wasn't uh, so obvious for you when you drafted uh, your team. And I was like, <laughs> Tom, you could have gone with Cobra Kai. You, you had <laughs> Crease and Silver, which, by the way, did you catch the winner? No, I didn't. You didn't see who won that karate draft? No, because I knew I was going to lose. It was me. Good for you, sir. Yes, thank you. So um, one half of Cobra Kai Companion uh, did win. So thanks again, Cobra guys, for participating. Yes, we get. I, I can't wait to see what they have in store for us. Yes, and you know what? I, I honestly didn't think... I, well, I thought it would be close all the way around, but I really ran sure away with it. I got blown out of the water on that one, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, because um, on Instagram alone, only my team was being voted on. No votes on Twitter for anybody else. Um, I think I got like sixty something percent on Twitter, and then it, yeah, in the Facebook group, I had the most um out of the votes. And I think for the longest time, Mikey didn't get a vote until probably at the very end. <laughs> so um, so I didn't come in dead last. I don't I'm believe that so. A failure on my part. You might have been like third. Dang. I think, yeah, I think Jeremy might have uh, edged G a little bit. It's really funny because uh, uh, a friend of the show, Pialani, Sensei Pialani, she uh, she was like, she she commented on you know the voting post, and she was like, Tom's team scares me. <laughs> I saw that. That was awesome. And I'm a black belt. <laughs> 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 That's what she said. So I thought that was pretty funny. So the next question uh, comes from at Aunt Evans UFC. Question, Daniel kind of stands alone versus Johnny and Kreese. Will he be getting any reinforcements from other Miyagi Karate Masters? That's a very good question. That is. Uh, the answer is, you'll have to watch to find out. That said, <laughs> even though Mr. Miyagi is no longer with us in body, his influence will always live on in Daniel. So, in a sense, he doesn't stand alone. Now, if I can offer my uh, own kind of spin on this. I don't think Daniel will ever physically stand alone, but I don't know if he's going to be standing with uh, quote-unquote uh, Miyagi-Do mad masters. I, I think he's going to be standing with Miyagi-Do students, at least for the time being. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one comes from you at The Drunken Dork. Uh, are you a white turkey meat kind of guy, or do you go for the drumstick? Plus, my wife insists on putting marshmallows on the sweet potatoes, as well as eating cranberries out of a can. <laughs> Sorry, let me continue. I'm hoping <laughs> I can get a big-time producer to explain to her why this is an abomination. And it is. I'm sorry. I mean, I, <laughs> not to, you know, put my father on a higher pedestal than uh, he already sits on, but when I think of cranberries, I think of the way that my father father prepared them he soaked them in the sink in water overnight he he literally fed them through a hand grinder mixed them with sugar and pineapple and uh red grapes and uh whipped cream he put time and care into them 
The stuff out of the can is literally cranberry flavored jello and it sucks so much. Hmm. Okay. So uh, I, I love my wife. I will lay down on a busy uh, subway track for that woman, but she's wrong in this instance. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. having said that, yes, uh, Mr. Hurtwitz responded, I mix it up between white meat and this drumstick, although if my father or father-in-law are around, they've earned the first dibs on the latter. And you know what? Good for him. That's the respectful thing to do. Yeah. As for your wife's side dish tendencies, at the risk of losing a fan, <laughs> I side with her. <laughs> that hurts, Mr. Hurowitz. Yeah. That hurts. Uh, clearly, he doesn't know that she's not um, a Clearly, huge he's fan. never had my father's cranberries. <laughs> yeah. No, I was talking about how she feels about the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you've put her on blast before about that. I have. I have. Yes. yes. So, but hey, fair enough. Yeah, and you know what? I I responded where, uh, you know what? There isn't anything that isn't going to stop me from planting my ass on the sofa come uh, season two (laughs) premiere. Yes. All right. So, um, yeah, that's a really good one. If anybody cares, I actually prefer the the dark meat myself. Uh, I always feel, and especially with turkey, white meat is a little dry. And just, I don't know. That's when you slather it in gravy, man. Yeah, I know, but still, I still prefer the dark meat. That's just my thing. And cranberries, I don't, I don't believe I've ever eaten out of the can. Uh, but don't do it. Yeah. It's awful. I'm more of a, a a cranberries, like a, um, what is it called? Ocean spray. The ocean spray cranberry juice or or even the one in the bag, you know, for snacks. All right. You know what? I'm going to have to talk to Papa Co. I'm going to have to have him make you up a batch, <laughs> pack it on dry ice, and send it out your way. All right. It's going to change like it. your life, man. Okay. Sounds good. And I'll, I'll do a video in our group uh, live. <laughs> <laughs> a little taste. Uh, it's going to be like chopped. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, the next come uh, next one comes from one of our listeners uh, a- at AmyD2416. Yay for break. Ketchup on eggs or total travesty? Hashtag live questions. And you know what? I, I I like to think that I'm starting a trend where I'm asking him oddball questions that have nothing to do with the show. But uh, here's his answer. I don't eat ketchup on my eggs, though I often do on my breakfast sandwiches, so I guess I fall on both sides of the aisles. Hot sauce is more of a frequent egg condiment for me. Oh, Mr. Herbert, it's, not, it's like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> you know, it, it, it depends on the way that the egg is prepared. Scrambled eggs, plain, maybe with a little bit of cheese, but especially if they're just plain scrambled eggs, ketchup totally belongs on there. Scrambled anything eggs else, for me. Anything else, I got to side with him and say, yeah, hot sauce all the way. And you want, you want to know how you really make it good. If you're frying an egg, mm-hmm. put the hot sauce on it before the, the white solidifies. And so mm. you can kind of mix it up in there. It's amazing. Okay. Okay, I might have to try that sometime. Uh, I do like ketchup on my scrambled eggs. Uh, if they are like over easy, over medium, plain with some um, uh, black pepper, maybe a little bit of soy sauce is the way Salsa. I like it. No, 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 soy sauce. I'm Asian. <laughs> uh, okay, Salsa. but do you at least dump your uh, your toast in the yolk? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, good man. Yes. Same thing with bacon. Um, salsa, I will have that on certain omelets. I can de- see that. Yeah, yeah. It depends yeah. on the omelet. I'll have salsa on it. Uh, but uh, actually, on some omelets, also ketchup. So there you go. Oh, you lost me. <laughs> you lost me. You, you had me with scrambled eggs, but then you said <laughs> omelet with ketchup. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one comes from. Uh, one of our listeners, Amy at Sabrina Obscura. Uh, not really a question, but it it would be amazing to see uh Cordry guest on CK. Uh, what's his friend? Is it Rob Cordry? Rob Cordry. Yeah, he was one of the main uh, actors in Hot Tub Time Machine. Right. Uh, and also uh, one of my favorites, Anchorman. Um, yes, yes. She continues. He and Zabka were awesome together. And uh, I can't remember. Did you say you've seen Hot Tub Put, uh, Time Machine? I only saw it when it first came out. He was, I mean, he stole the show. Why that guy isn't a star is beyond me. Uh, but Mr. Hurowitz replied, I think Rob Cordroy is one of the funniest, most talented human beings on the planet. And anyone who gets the opportunity to work with him should be grateful. I would love to have him one day enter this universe. Yeah, why does it? I can't, I can't think of a movie where he's the lead. Well, Hot Tub Time Machine, I would say that he's well, he, uh, well especially that he's, sequel. He's uh, John Cusack's the lead, not in the sequel. John Cusack wasn't even in. Oh, that. you you said the sequel? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I was still thinking the first movie. I haven't seen the sequel. That's got Adam Don't. Scott, right? It, it does. I mean, yeah. it's got a great cast, but it uh, had a high standard to live up to. Let's put it that way. Sure, sure, uh, but yeah, I love I love him in Anchorman, and I I, I want to see him work with like John C. Riley. You know, maybe Will Ferrell should take a break a little bit. You know what he would be great as hmm. if he could be one of Daniel's rivals in the used car market. Because when you look at that guy, doesn't he just look like the sleazy, stereotypical used car salesperson? Yeah, but you got Tom Cole who sells bubble tea to or gives you bubble tea. Okay, but I could see Rob Cordray giving away, like, maybe a pack of Big League Chew or a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Tobacco? I, yeah, you got my uh, business. No. Um, that, that's funny. I like that. Well, wh- wh- why a pack of chew, you know? I mean, certain <laughs> states are starting to be legalized now, so it, it might be something else. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. they're in California. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. Uh, next question is uh, from Amy again. She asks, in an alternate universe where Billy and Ralph both passed, would you guys have moved forward with a different concept? No. It was Ralph and Billy or bust. And you know what? I, I, I don't think it would have worked without those two actors and those two characters. Because let's face it, any other version wouldn't have the resonance that those two guys bring to it. That's right. See Bill and Ted's uh, TV show. Exactly. Yes. Yes. No Alex Winters, no Keanu Reeves. Two not even lookalikes. Yeah. Except for yeah. one's, you know, brown hair and blonde. And, you know, I don't know. maybe if you, you, you're looking at him from across the road and you're squinting, you can barely make it all anything. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. 
And uh, definitely no Bill Paxton as Chet either, you know. So, <laughs> so there you go. So, yep, uh, I completely agree. You know, same thing with like, you know, we've had that talk about uh, rebooting Back to the Future on previous episodes here, mm-hmm. and that's if you well, I I have come up with like my own recasts, but I prefer like a continuation with different people. That's why I like you know the animated series because. Now is Jules and Vern, who are Doc's kids, you know. So I like the the take on that. Yeah, yeah, I I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, but, but still, I mean, if if you had a live action sequel to Back to the Future centering on Jules and Vern, would you be as you know invested in those characters as you would have been otherwise, or would you have felt like a you know, watching that Jules Verne movie and thinking to yourself, man, I really wonder what Doc and Marty are up to. I'd be on both sides of the fence. You know, I love uh, The Force Awakens, and I know, you know, quote-unquote diehard fans, they, they don't because they said it's it's a new hope. You know, it's the same movie. And I like these characters, too. I, I love Ray. She's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I actually, you know, it's a whole separate conversation with my feelings towards Star Wars, but I'm a fan of the the, the sequel trilogy, and I'm uh, I'm really interested in seeing it. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is that if you didn't have the promise of Han, Luke, and Leia in that sequel trilogy, ah, would point. you still be interested in the movies? So if you didn't have Johnny and Daniel in uh, Cobra Kai, would you be as invested in the story as you would have with them? Right. Um, that's that's a very good question. Yeah, I I believe in this case you would definitely need uh, Johnny and Daniel, especially with the way uh, Johnny is written on the show. Right. If this was just Cobra Kai, the new class, though we enjoyed all of that, you still need that spirit of the karate kid, you know, and I think uh, seeing Daniel with uh, Samantha, you know, his visit to Miyagi's tombstone, we get those, you know, without those characters, we don't get scenes like that. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're probably way, way too young to remember this, but uh, there was a season of the Dukes and ha- Dukes of Hazard where oh, the uh, Ben Stiller the- movie. <laughs> yeah, but the the main actors were holding out for more money, and so the producers just wrote the main characters off and brought in uh, outlaw cousins. It's still the Dukes of Hazard, but they're focusing on different characters, and it was an abysmal mess. So I can't see why the whole same wouldn't hold true for a Cobra Kai without you know Johnny and Daniel. Interesting. Hmm. So that that was towards the end of the show. I believe so, yes, sir. So what about uh, Daisy Dukes? I don't think she was in there either. Hmm. Or her or her shirt, shorts. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, well, <laughs> well, we'll continue on. Yes, uh, move on. Let's see here, yes. Uh, the next one comes from at Nidia Del Rosario. Oof, that's a tough one. Uh, she asks, please tell me Johnny and Miguel's mom will become a couple. She is exactly the kind of woman he needs. They are perfect together. Nydia is a shipper. <laughs> she is. I mean, <laughs> I, I think Yaya likes that idea. I think we all like that idea, you know? Yeah. But uh, as far as the answer goes, we love the Johnny and Carmen dynamic. Will it lead to romance? I can't say, but they will share some scenes together in season two. 
And, you know, this just goes to what I've always said with these Q&A sessions. You ask, but you don't really want to know the answers until you get to, to actually watch it. Right. And, Tom, you know, when you were just reading his uh, response, mm-hmm. I didn't realize you were reading his response, and I thought you were answering for for him. <laughs> I am the voice of Hurwitz. I know, because I was just like, geez, Tom, are you speaking for him? And then I just looked down and go, <laughs> oh, he's reading it. Okay. <laughs> so natural, you. Okay. Uh, next one comes from at CK Never Dies. Are we going to see a trailer for season two? Not anytime soon, but eventually. Now, when do you think we're going to see it? Because, I mean, uh, when's it premiering? Um, April? May? Uh, that, I think, either way, I think it's right around both. the corner. Yeah, I think that is one of the questions uh, probably in the third Q&A session. And, uh, yeah, I think he said April or May. Uh, I would, if I had to guess, I would say probably February. Maybe March the latest. And that's, yeah. again, right around the corner. Yeah, or maybe just a teaser. I could see the, maybe a teaser coming out at the Super Bowl. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Which also, by the way, I don't think this ever came up, and I could be wrong, uh, in the Q&A. But there was that article that was also shared that um, it could uh, Cobra Kai could end up being a free show on YouTube. I have heard that, yeah. Uh, from what I understand, the YouTube premium has not taken off the way that Google has hoped it would. Yeah, so um, who knows? By the time season two comes, maybe premium isn't doing that anymore. So, mm-hmm. and that that is probably going to be a whole separate discussion as far as whether we want to see this uh, show cut up for commercials or not. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I, that's gonna, I don't know. that's a, that's a whole discussion on its own. It, yeah, it really will be. All right, so next one comes from at Cobra Kai Pod. That's me. Get any dope Cobra Kai stuff for your birthday? Which, uh, you know, obviously at the time of that Q&A, he just had his birthday. And uh, this was his uh, gift. And this is pretty dang awesome. A view of William Zapka, Ralph Macchio, and Martin Cove at a birthday dinner. Nothing could be doper than that. Not even, not even fish sticks? Well, come on. <laughs> what if they had fish sticks at dinner? That could have They could have been eating fish sticks. Maybe even tuna. Um that is pretty damn awesome, you know. That to see, would be surreal. Yeah, you know, to see your heroes that you grew up watching on in a movie, uh, you know, sharing a table with you, you know. Well, not dinner. just that, but having your birthday dinner, right? So that is pretty awesome. Oh, man, I think about uh, you know, like Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, who's way up there in age all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just like, you know. What if I did go to film school? Would I Would I have been able to direct them into anything? Probably not. Maybe. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, never know. Uh, all right, moving on. Next one comes from at Saber Smirk. Uh, can we maybe look forward to more Samantha Karate in season two? Uh, in quotations, as she was freaking awesome with just a bit we saw in season one. Yes. Mary Mauser has trained hard. Excited for you to see the fruits of her labor. And you know what? I I mean, I'm really curious to see what kind of role she's going to be playing. That is a very interesting question. And that's awesome that she has been training because I feel that that was not her that did whatever flip it was, you know, at the um, the season finale. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. So 
Um, well, maybe it's just like straight up training. I don't know if she's like, you know, learning how to do flips now. But <laughs> So we still may have like the stunt double. Um, but that, that is awesome. And that is something that he, uh, Mr. Hurwitz has promised us before us, as in the viewers, uh, more ass kicking in season two. Yeah. And, you know, I, with uh, all of these uh, people, I'm not so much interested in the ass kicking, quote unquote, as much as I'm really, really kind of interested to see the character development and where these characters begin and end the season. Yeah, I, no, I agree with you because we have seen pictures of some new cast members. You know, how are they going to incorporate them into the story if if they have dialogue themselves? Um, where do, do they fit in, in the narrative with the old Cobra Kai characters or Karate Kid characters, rather? You know, uh, but with Crease and all that, you know, or are they just going to be separate? You know, is it going to be like school uh, scenes and then like dojo scenes? Who knows? Hmm. Well, I mean, we know who knows, but we don't. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, next one comes from the Dragon Dork on my main podcast. Are you pimping out Jake and Tom Conquers the World? Hell which you can yeah, find on any podcasting app of your choice. <laughs> exactly. All right. It's not like I ever pimp out Podstalgic, you know, my retro <laughs> re retro review movie podcast where you and I reviewed all four Karate Kid movies. Okay. Um, we've often discussed the notion of, quote unquote, toxic fandom and how we believe it's ruining the current pop culture experience. Thankfully, at or uh, rather... Hashtag Cobra Kai doesn't suffer from any such fans, but I was wondering what your thoughts are on them and their actions. And uh, this was actually pretty interesting and very insightful. It's hard to please everyone all the time. It's healthy and normal to like or dislike things. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I'm not a fan of when spirited discussion escalates into bullying actual anger at the end of the day it's all just entertainment mm -hmm. it is and people forget that sometimes uh people forget that these are fictional characters and mm -hmm. not real life mm -hmm. but you know a lot of the situations are real life as well and i and i understand that where sometimes people can apply it to something that's happened to themselves so but on the other hand uh my main show, uh, Jake and Tom Conquer the World, plug, 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 we're coming back. Uh, we focus on uh, the genre aspects of entertainment, namely sci-fi, superheroes, uh, action, horror, and all that. And in the past couple of years, especially when it comes to comic book uh, superheroes, uh, sci-fi, particularly Star Wars, there has been just a lot of awful behavior when it comes to people who might not like the products that frankly might not be aimed at them mm -hmm. uh and, and it's to the point where they're harassing actors and writers and directors and i i, I agree if you don't like it go ahead and make your voice heard Make a, a reasoned and valid argument as far as why you don't like it. But don't go sending harassing uh, messages to people. Don't go being racist. Don't go... 
being awful human beings and living down to the worst stereotypes of quote-unquote geek culture because it reflects poorly on all of us and as somebody who has uh, obviously identified himself as a geek for his entire life it's it's embarrassing and i'm ashamed of a you know not the culture at large because i i, I do love my people but Certain individuals and certain fandoms are just making it look bad for everyone. Are we talking about uh, Kelly from Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, Kelly from Star Wars. Uh, uh, I can't. I, I'm drawing a blank on her name. The uh, the the actress that plays Ray, the actor that plays Finn. Oh yeah, just everybody yeah. all around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. These are still human beings for Pete's sake. Yeah, I mean, people are shitty. They are. Yeah, and uh, when you have the the cloak of anonymity that social media can provide you, it just gives that shittiness uh, that much more room to to expose itself. That's why we need Aisha to greet them with a fist. Oh God, I want Aisha to beat the <laughs> shit out of Star Wars fans. Yes, I would. Nicole, love that. if you're listening, I will buy your bus ticket. Yep, and uh, just have them line up as she uh, pops them all in the face. We don't yes. need no flinchers. All right, next one comes from AC Patterson 975. Have you ever taken any martial arts lessons of any kind? No. My mom wasn't exactly into the idea of me participating in contact sports. That said, I'd have loved to have taken some old school karate in the off season. If I can manage to find the time. And you know what? That seems to be a, re- a recurring theme with everybody uh, associated with this show. The, the concept of time and how there's only so much of it around. But on the other hand, I also kind of get the impression that it's kind of a good problem to have because they're having just a ball doing what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've all become a very tight-knit group, if not a family. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, there was a, a video that I saw, and I, I don't want to, you know, uh, say the, you know, the, the person's name, but... Yeah, well, and it's just not one person, but I've seen a lot of people get it very emotional. Again, they've all become very, very tight, and this is season two that they just shot. So they have spent mm-hmm. a lot of time with each other. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, not just on the set, but, I mean, a lot of these folks go to conventions and signings together. So, I mean, yeah, they they do spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. And um, the next question comes from at Cobra Kai Pod. That's me. What was the process like for selecting titles for the episodes of season one? I really love Mr. Miyagi's different, but same, for season one, episode nine. And why I said Mr. Miyagi's different, but same, because he says that line in the very first movie. Uh, For those that uh, have not seen the movie in a while, it is when Daniel gets his driver license and then shows Mr. Miyagi a picture of him and Allie. And Mr. Miyagi says... You look different, but same. That's a great, a great title, great title because they can. Uh, the, the phrase that you like to throw out with uh, this show is they flipped the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as far as the answer, the title choices are something all of us in the writers' room labor over. Sometimes the decision is easy, other times lead to intense debate. Uh, and as somebody who. You know, I I can't imagine the pressures that would be on a big-budgeted, high-profile television show that is a follow-up to a cultural icon. But just, again, as somebody as a podcaster, there are times when uh, 
Uh, I I don't necessarily have. Uh, I, I'm reviewing a movie, so I would say, okay, uh, Karate Kid review or this or that, and I had to kind of sit and think about what am I going to title this episode. So just on that basis, I can kind of understand where they're coming from, where you're trying to convey in one sentence or less exactly what this episode is about, and it can be a, a serious back and forth. Oh, absolutely. And they have some brilliant titles, too. I mean, the first one, Ace Degenerate. Come yes. On. Yes. Quiver, episode number six. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and some that are so, uh, you know, a little basic, but it gets the point across. All Valley. It's about, the you know, it's a, it was about the committee, uh, the upcoming tournament, and all that. So, um, or some other ones, different but same. And then Mercy at the very end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Cobra Kai Never Dies, episode four. I'm just trying to go off the top of my head. But, yeah, I would like to be a fly on that wall in that room, you know, during the intense debate, as he says. Yes. Yeah. Next one comes from at Crispy Kareem. Love that name. One, one of my favorite names. Happy belated birthday can provide the general theme or message of Cobra Kai season two. Thanks again, engaging with fans on a Saturday morning. Thanks. But you'll enjoy the themes better if you watch things unfold on the show. And you know what? Me and Mr. Hurowitz were simpatico on this. You asked hey, the questions. We a- you asked the questions, but you don't want the answers until you get to watch them on your TV. Or phone in some cases. You know, people have phones too. <laughs> Laptops, uh, <laughs> tablets, all that, yeah. But still, you don't want to know until you really know. Yeah. Right. Uh, next one comes from at Lynette Benny. Uh, so far, do you like the schedule for working on movies or the schedule for a show better? Or do you think it's about the same amount of like? Prefer the schedule of movie making because you have far more time to make less content. That said, I love how much faster we're able to get our work out there in TV. And that's actually kind of interesting because uh, whenever I think about that, I always kind of think of uh, the main production. But I'd imagine that the post-production is quite a bit uh, uh, quicker paced on television as well compared to films. Yeah, but also, uh, you know, on television you're also limited to a certain amount of time, right? So that's why, and then I know movies are no different, but that's where they got the expression, you know, killing your darlings. Mm-hmm. And so I could see it being a little bit more tedious and maybe a little bit more challenging on the TV side. But yeah, I do like how he says that with the movies, more time with less content because, you know, Cobra Kai has 10 episodes, but you have network, you know, television shows that have like 22, 23 episodes. That's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hour absolutely. episodes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Next one comes from AC Patterson nine seven five, one of our listeners. He asks if it hadn't been for the Jaden Smith re- what is this remake? People I keep, keep talking hearing about? about this, but <laughs> I don't uh, remember this at all. Uh, the question continues: Would Cobra Kai have been made a few years earlier? Hard to say. We may have pursued sooner but not sure we would have thought to do it as a television series. And that actually kind of leads to an interesting question. Given the 
depth that they're going to with these characters, the time that they're taking to unroll this story, would you have preferred it to be a television show or would you have wanted to get like a, a standard 120 minute length movie? Hmm. TV show. I did too. Uh, they're, they're different mediums. They ha- they have their pros and cons versus each other. But the biggest pro that television has is that it can take the time to let the story, more importantly, the let the characters breathe and feel more natural than you get in a movie. And I, I, I'm really glad that they went down that road. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of um, biopics. You know, I like the good ones, I like the bad ones. Uh, over at Postalgic, I reviewed Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a biopic if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, plug, plug, plug. And, um, you know, I also reviewed Selena, which is also one of my uh, popular downloaded episodes. But with Selena, that's not a movie that I watched around the time that it came out. That came out in, I believe, 97, you know, the very same year that Titanic ruled, you know, the box office. And that's all people were really talking about. But I, when I reviewed the movie, it was basically a brand new movie to me. And one of the few criticisms I had about it was, I wish I had seen more of Selena, you know, kind of growing up and stuff. We had her as a little girl, and then she's an adult. And that is an example where I had wished that maybe they could have done a limited run series on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did that on BET with New Edition. They, I think there was like five episodes and they really fe- fleshed out their career, you know, since they were kids all the way up to grown men. Uh, and so I, I really enjoyed that. They made a Tupac movie, All Eyes on Me, I also reviewed. And it was one of those things where I felt like they tried to put in too much of his life into a two and a half hour movie. And again, if they just put it on TV, made like three episodes, I think it would have been a little bit more well received. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a lost art form anymore, but uh, the made for television miniseries uh, was great for just that very reason. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of slowly making a comeback with these true crime stuff, too. Uh, well, not only the- that, but uh, limited series on uh, Netflix. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yep. And, you know, in Netflix Originals, they're doing something right. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. The next one comes from at Shroud... Shroudaskowski? No, Shroudaskowski. He or she asks, Do you have a favorite William Zapka acting moment in season one? Too many to count. But when they shot the scene of him watching Iron Eagle on day one... We knew something special was happening. Hmm, that's and interesting. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm kind of wondering how much of that was a result of the direction and how much of that was the result of what William Zapka kind of interpreted from the script, interpreted from the character, and brought to that performance. I, I'm kind of wondering, what, or at least willing to bet, that it's kind of a combination of all of the above. Yeah, and also in that scene, I mean, he gets really interrupted by a LaRusso Auto commercial. And so Why? Because his... Daniel's the worst. Yeah, and his reaction, you know, so yeah, he's he's got this you know, look and he's watching the movie and then it's a different look because of the whole Daniel thing. So it's a really good moment there. But that'd be interesting too. I'd have to go back and watch that because we have two 
I mean, and I know the one he's talking about specifically, uh, you know, because he says day one, but there is a second uh, Iron Eagle moment. So I want to see if there's any difference in the facial reaction there. Mm -hmm. And the last question on this particular Q&A comes from at the Glenn Oliver. In one interview regarding season one, I seem to recall a comment along the lines of the master plan was to get to a larger story of competing dojos in the valley. Does this suggest y'all have at least a loosely structured arc for a complete complete series with beginning, middle, and end? We do have a long-term plan with twists and turns and an ending that we are headed towards. And I, I think I asked a similar question uh, in an, uh, an earlier Q&A where I asked if they had an end goal in mind as far as where they want these characters to end up, and they said that they absolutely did. And that was exactly what I, as a watcher and a fan, wanted to hear, because I always think of shows like Lost, where it turns out that they were just kind of flying by the seat of their pants, and they didn't really know how the show was going to end. And then you compare it to a show like Breaking Bad, where before they shot a single frame of film... They knew exactly what was going to happen with the final shot. And as a result, the entire series as a whole is so much better because it was building toward a goal. And the fact that the people behind Cobra High are taking the Breaking Bad approach just makes me rub my hands together in anticipation so, so much. Again, insert the rapper gif of uh, Birdman rubbing his hands. <laughs> yes. You still haven't seen it, have you? I feel like I might have shared that with you before. I, I think after. I have seen that, yeah. Okay, all right. Because I know it came up really early on in one of our coverages, and you're like, nope, you didn't know what that was. So, all right. So the uh, now we are going to jump into the Q&A session from December 3rd, and we're just going to continue on here. Uh, first c- uh, question comes from at Ask Ravioli, which... Um, Great name. Tom, have you ever have you tried that before? You know what? Uh, maybe that's a regional thing, but uh, the Chef Boyardee <laughs> on my shelf uh, doesn't come in the ass ravioli uh, flavor. I, I've never seen that flavor. And either. you know what? Uh, I don't want to know what kind of filling is in the ass ravioli. <laughs> We're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> we might have young kids listening. Uh, question: Are you releasing season one bloopers? Because I'm dying to see them. Been too busy making the show at the moment to get into this stuff, but we would love for fans to see bloopers, deleted scenes, and all that stuff. Hopefully, at some point. And you know what? I It's not so much bloopers that I want to see, but I want to see alternate takes. Because I, I, I still get the impression that a lot of this stuff, they have a loose structure as far as what the writers and the directors want the actors to say. But uh, the also seem to have free reign as far as you know if it makes sense say it and i would love to be able to see the alternate lines um hear them well yeah yeah (laughs) yeah no i i agree with you and uh since currently there are no bloopers for people to go watch following the actors themselves and watching their instagram stories and stuff those are just as fun yes yes absolutely except for i guess there aren't any available now because you know season two wrapped but uh hopefully you guys were following them during you know their shoot and watching some of their behind the scenes but again they they come off as 
you know, bloopers here and there too, because, you know, sometimes they're acting something out, you know, and then you get a little blooper at the end because there's a mistake. And the next question comes from CK Never Dies. Are we going to see John Kreese's tattoo in season two? John Kreese is back and he doesn't feel like the kind of guy who would be into tattoo removal. Not only that, but I would actually go so far as to say that he seems like the type of guy who would go for touch-ups. Why? Because glory never fades. Dang it. I like that. But also, you know, I feel that's a detail that, um, you know, after having seen season one, I wouldn't even know what to say if somebody completely dropped the ball on John Kreese's tattoo. You know what I mean? Well, just wait for him to take that badass leather jacket off. I guarantee you he doesn't have any sleeves on his t-shirt. Do you think we would get, like, a bare-chested John Kreese like we did um, Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse? Something I like have that. a feeling that uh, John Kreese, even in this day and age, will put peak Swayze to shame. Do you think he would also do some uh, naked yoga like Patrick Swayze? I think he would do it in front of Patrick Swayze's woman, then take that woman out to the bar <laughs> and uh, kind of send taunting pictures to Patrick Swayze over uh, Instagram. Okay. I'm sure he'd have somebody to do it. I don't know if John Kreese is that savvy. I mean, No, John Kreese is that savvy because he's the no mercy kind of guy. Do you think John Kreese would teach Johnny how to uh, create a Facebook account? All right. I think even John Kreese has limits. <laughs> okay. All right. Next one comes from at Cobra Kai Matt, one of our listeners. Congrats on the success of Cobra Kai. Do you think the second season will be even more of a hit than the first from your perspective? I am confident the audience will love season two, and I'm hoping it will get more and more eyeballs as more people find out about the show. But we'll see. You know, and that kind of reminds me of a picture that he posted on his Instagram, Mr. Hurwitz, that is, of him showing like some other cast members something on his phone. I don't know if it was a shot of something or a video clip, but the caption was something to the effect that it was going to be something that people are going to be talking about for a while. Well, if you want more eyeballs on this show, put it on Blu-ray, put it out for free on YouTube. Go ahead and have it ad-supported if you want. It's worth it. Get as many eyeballs in, in any way you can on this show. It's so worth it. Oh, yeah. Rolling Stones and, and all these other... Yeah, I mean, there have been so many... Uh, God, I mean, it seems like every day on the Facebook group, there's always a, a new article saying that it's in their top 10 uh, best shows of 2018. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which uh, they're all wrong because it's number one. Uh, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Well, it, it is here and there. But, uh, you know, our, our opinions count more because we review the show, damn it. Um, all right. The next one comes from at Robert Knight. He asks, will each season seemingly culminate with the All-Valley Tournament or will we see different time frames throughout? We don't believe in going with the same formula every season. We'll just tell the most entertaining story we can within the amount of episodes we're making, regardless of time frame. And you know what? How many uh, movies ended with the All Valley Tournament? Two out of four? Y you wouldn't want to see the same thing in every movie, so why would you really want to see the same thing at the end of every season? 
you don't see an all valley at the end of every movie, but you do see a fight at the end of every movie. But that also it's like the the Rocky movies in Creed, right? That's was that eight eight movies, and they all end, in, you know, kind of the same way. It's very formulaic. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's also the motivation behind the fight. I mean, okay. a, a fight that you get into uh, that is to the death is a, a, a completely different circumstances that you would have to face in a tournament. That's true. That, yeah, if nothing else, that is true. Yes. Um, okay, so the next one comes from at Sabrina Obscura, one of our listeners, Amy. She asks, will Johnny's Neo Luddite? Uh, I know what a Luddite is. It's Luddite? A, yeah. Uh, uh, at least I always thought I did. It's kind of like, you know, uh, uh, stuck in his ways, uh, especially uh, in the past, outdated ways of thinking, that type of person. Okay, so I think that's correct. So, Luddite? Yes, Luddite. Okay, all right. Will Johnny's Neo-Luddite ways continue into the next season, or has Miguel been able to at least teach him that he doesn't have to say period when giving out a <laughs> URL? I still see it, Amy. <laughs> Johnny still has a lot to learn. We'll see how open he is to learning. And you know what? I, I like to think that it's not just Miguel who's teaching Johnny things. I, I, I'd like to think that Johnny is able to draw these conclusions on his own, having witnessed the transformation that Miguel has gone through, both positive and and negative as a result of his uh, influence. I want to see if Bert can teach him anything. Bert can definitely teach him how to buy porn. <laughs> it's becoming a lost art these days. Yeah, well, when you have free sites and stuff, why why purchase? Well, it's the thrill I mean, of the hunt, yeah, my man. N- not not that we know anything about this stuff, so we'll just <laughs> move on. Uh, next one, next question comes from one of our favorite names at Crispy Kareem. Uh, he asks, I'm assuming it's a he, if you could be the one to go back and direct Karate Kid original, what is one thing you would do different, excluding Johnny's POV? Thank you. Oh, I love the original movie and wouldn't change a thing. Had we been given Johnny's POV then, Cobra Kai would probably be less interesting now. If I had the ability to revisit the original franchise, the biggest thing I would change is how they handled Allie's departure. Here, here. I'm telling you, me and Horowitz, we're like this. I've hey, been saying that from the beginning. You do this one more time, I'm going to cut your mic off. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I saw him first. <laughs> All right. that's a, I, I like that question a lot. And, oh, uh, I love even, the answer, too. Yeah, I was about to say, even better answer. So thanks for stealing my thunder, Tom. Some things don't change. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Um, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I that, that would be the only George Lucas thing I would approve, you know, is the, the handling of Ali's departure. And that's, you know, the, he's very consistent, right? That's something that he always says as well. Yeah. Next one comes from at TDB Brew. Uh, one of our listeners, Tim, uh, he asks, did Wafflebot factor onto the fact that Daniel LaRusso's special breakfast is pancakes? Big ups to Harold and Kumar. Uh, no, no, it did not. So, just uh, one of those things that is just a coincidence. 
Next one comes from Singi Singi Dana. Yeah, Singi Dana. I believe so. I, I Singi Dana or Singi Dana. Uh, Dana. AKA AJ eight zero zero one. We'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, are, are you happy with how season two is coming along? Did you have to change anything initially planned? I am beyond thrilled with how season two is coming along. We have had pretty awesome cuts of the first five episodes already, and we're feeling great about what we have for the next five. We have made some changes, but that's only been the result of us watching the season unfold. Typical stuff. Mm, I like it. That's a tease if I've ever heard one. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next one comes from at FlashG83. Are we going to see Allie with an eye in the new season? I, I'm that's come on. Everybody wants to see her. Come on. But uh, <laughs> we've just got this as a teaser. You'll have to watch to find out. Right. I don't know. I mean, you probably wouldn't have a problem with doing this. But what if we turn this into a drinking game when anybody asks, <laughs> will we see somebody in season whatever the hell? Because the answer is going to be the same. You'll just have to watch to find out. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, you got to admit, those have got to be the easiest questions for him to answer. Oh, sure. But yeah, it'll be drunk. Uh, as hell it's like a rubber stamp at this point. <laughs> yep. I was trying to think of something funny to say, so I'm glad I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, all right. So the next few comes from Rick, 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 Rick. Thanks again for all these questions. Uh, he asks, first one, if Harold and Kumar could name a strain of cannabis after the Cobra Kai series, what name would they choose? No mercy. Yeah, and you know what? That's not one. a. I I I would imagine that's a good name for a strain. You you know what I would go with? What's that? Venom. Would no? no would Harold no, and Kumar no name that? I mean, just you know, it's, it's Cobra Kai, and, you know, Snake. I'm not even thinking about like the the antihero or anything. But if they're Harold and Kumar, wouldn't they want to do like something called a slider? I guess. Um, what else? Maria? Would, would he name a strain after Maria? <laughs> uh, meat sandwich? Would would he? Would they call oh, that strain? That's what I want to inhale into my body is the meat sandwich. <laughs> oh man, you know what? That's underrated too. The Guantanamo. The it is. Guantanamo, it really is. Yeah, yeah. That's actually pretty funny because you know sequels are always hard to you know live especially up to comedies yeah especially comedies and stoner comedies at that i mean look at uh the friday series you know they got worse and worse oh oh yeah yeah uh rick's second question is actually a uh a, a meme that he did of uh john cho so it's a picture of miyagi cho karate can you make this happen uh, and he says if anybody can it's probably me yeah, so I mean, I, I just think that it's amazing how badly the fan community wants to see maybe not those characters, but at least those actors intermingling in the uh, Karate Kid universe. And even the actors are are dying to get in on this. Oh yeah, I've I've seen their interactions. I mean, I I don't know if I ever brought it up on in our coverage, but it's just like TGIF back in the day. You know, except for those were like the same characters, but they were making appearances on each other's show. Mm -hmm. You know, Steve Urkel ended up on, um, he was on Step by Step, Full House. 
I think the actor himself was on Fresh Prince, but I don't think as Steve. Might have been. It's been a while. But, um, you know, those were always fun, is what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. And uh, that would be nice to kind of see some of the actors, if not the characters, you know, from the other universes, from the, you know, from the production team. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Rick's third question. Do you enjoy being tagged on every fan-made Cobra Kai meme slash gif, or does it get annoying? What's the proper etiquette? Asking for a friend. (laughs) <laughs> and you know what? That's ha- that's actually a good question because I've tagged uh, writers and artists and uh, actors and things like that. And it's like, okay, but I don't want to spam them. I don't want to annoy them. Uh, but this is what uh, Mr. Hurowitz said. I love seeing Cobra Kai-inspired fan art, memes, etc. We have a very creative fan base, and I'm happy the show inspires them and you. Yep, and so it sounds like you're you're the friend he's asking this for. Probably. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm guilty of that too. So maybe he was missing the S in friends, asking for friends. Uh, because I too, like if I create a meme, you know, I'm going to tag who's in the meme, you know? Yeah. So for me, it's not like, hey, look, I, I used a picture of you. It's for people to see this. And if they want, they can follow the actor in the picture. Yeah. It might be a little bit of both. Or honestly. it's just a matter of showing appreciation to the actor, the writer, the director, artist, uh, as well as their craft. Right. The next question comes from at Patrick R. Dorsey. Not really a question, but compliment. I really appreciate all the hard work you and everyone have done into bringing us this great series and treating us fans really good by responding to us on social media, even the annoying one like myself. Thank you. And I'm happy to interact with fans whenever I have the time. You guys are the reason we get to do what we do. Mm-hmm. And we understand that sentiment because without our listeners, we wouldn't be creating these content. Exactly. I mean, nobody wants to just be speaking and screaming into a void. Yeah, and you guys, it's, it's not very easy asking these people to come on the show either, <laughs> you know, so we wouldn't do that if people weren't enjoying these mm-hmm. interviews, and everyone has been loving hearing the behind-the-scenes stories and also hearing from uh, some of the cast members from, you know, the original movies. So, you know, we've been enjoying doing that ourselves, but, you know, we can easily, you know, interact with them on social media. But, you know, creating the content, it's, it's, it's definitely rewarding for us to be doing it for you guys. And, uh, you know, ma- major shout out to uh, all the people at Cobra Kai just for being re- so receptive and responsive to the fans. Uh, I- I'd imagine it's got to be daunting to just kind of get flooded by thousands of people. But to take the time, you know, once, twice a month or so to kind of field questions is a step above and beyond. It really is, you know. So, um, you know, they obviously see the love and they reciprocate it. So we appreciate that. Yes. And the last question comes from Rick in this second Q&A. He asks, did William Zapka know how to flick beer can tabs before filming season one or did he have to be taught? It was a special talent he brought to the set. When we told him how awesome it was, he was genuinely surprised to learn this is something everyone knows how to do. Uh, yeah, count me in that category. I can't do that. 
I, mean, I, I can do a, I can do a couple of tricks with the Zippo lighters, but that's about it. Oh yeah, that that I can do as well. Yeah, I mean I can do this thing where I hold uh, the bottom with my thumb and the top lid with my index and uh, middle finger, and then I can just kind of make a quick motion to all, you know all in one smooth motion, unflip it and uh, light it at the same time. Oh, do you do the thing where you run it like on your leg or something? Or no, that, no, no, that's the easy way. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for those in our group and follow us on Instagram, you know, I did that uh, live Instagram or Instagram live. I think is what it's called uh, with uh, Vos Sanchez. And you know, him and I, we we drank uh, beers together, and I had some uh, Coors Banquet, and <laughs> I tried flipping the cap. Couldn't do it, but even Voss was like, oh, that looks okay. You know, he was just being nice, but I was like, no, it doesn't. But, um, yeah, I tried and I think he mentioned he didn't, he hadn't caught that before. Uh, so, so there you go. For those that don't know, yeah, anytime Johnny is opening up a bottle of Coors Banquet, he flicks the, the cap a certain way. So check that out. It's pretty cool. Of course it's cool. It's being done by Johnny. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I'm just saying <laughs> maybe some people hadn't caught on to it, Tom. Jeez. Okay. All right. So the next Q&A, the last one uh, for this episode, uh, this comes from December 10th. And the very first question comes from you, the drunken dork. What's the one Christmas gift you never got as a child that you'd want to get for yourself these days? And this is where I got to feel like a complete ass, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Just typical white guilt. Uh, I felt awful. But uh, he said, I never got any Christmas gifts as a child because we only celebrated Hanukkah and I'm just immediately doing a, a face palm. Uh, but I'd probably say the ability to a- attend every Mets game, even though geography would have made that impossible. So what about yeah. you, Peter? Is there one gift that you always wanted as a kid uh, for Christmas or otherwise that you never got? I, I don't know. I you know, we I feel like we as a society celebrate so many things, you know, at least back in the day. Uh, but I was also that kid that my parents literally bought me everything and things that, like, I didn't need. When the Super Nintendo came out, I got everything. Game Genie, um, other accessories, games I didn't know that existed. And even now, recently, my wife asked me, what do I want for Christmas? And, and I told her nothing. You know, she got me an Apple Watch earlier this year. My iPhone, it's back a few generations, but it's still in great condition, good size, still have a lot of memory. Uh, And as far as electronics, I I buy my own stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same category where, I mean, my wife asked me what I want for Christmas. And I'm like, you know what? Just uh, let me give you a list of books that I would love to order off of uh, the Internet and we'll call it good. I mean, you know what? And and what I do, I mean, I do have something in mind, but it's not available, Tom. Oh, is it Cobra uh, Kai on Blu-ray? That's exactly. <laughs> yep, that's what I figured. Yep. Yeah, and and not just like somebody downloading some episodes and putting it on a Blu-ray. No, I no. want a legit Blu-ray season one. You know, so I want commentary. Yes, or I would love commentary. But I want more like the alternate takes, you know, the bloopers, that that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, with these Q and A sessions, Mister Hurwitz doesn't have to do a uh, a commentary. We could just ask him uh, on Twitter. Maybe we he can put the Q and A sessions that we're doing on the commentary track. 
I mean, I, I don't mind just recording our, our audio for the commentary. Trash no, no, out. not at all. Hit I us mean, up. <laughs> you, you have our number. Well, I mean, you have our DM. You have our Twitter handle. Yes. Uh, next one comes from me, Cobra Kai Pod. Uh, congrats on season two wrap up. What are your plans now? Vacay? Thanks. Soaking up as much family time as possible while editing and helping out with the marketing. Have a ski trip in Whistler with my wife and daughters. Can't wait for that. Tom, and, I, you know what? If you're going to be the voice of Mr. Hurwitz, can you please sound a little bit more excited? You know, thanks. Soaking up as much. I'm like, it's 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm sure that if Mr. Hurwitz was answering this after having been up for 20 hours, he'd be even less enthusiastic, sir. All right. That's fair. But, but um, where is Whistler? Whistler? Oh, Whistler is uh, in uh, Canada. I'll take your word on that. You're the yeah. postman. I'll, I'll take your word on that. Yeah, you can. Uh, well, I know because my cousin, uh, who lives in Texas, he actually flew to come visit me one winter and went to, or I guess he stopped by Whistler before coming to Portland to go skiing with some friends. What side of Canada is it on? Is it uh, closer to you or? Uh, no, yeah, on the West I believe Coast? it's. I, I believe it is West Coast, but right. you know, uh, I'm not Canadian. I don't pretend to be one on a podcast, so I don't know for sure. I but I get the impression that it is on the west side. You gotcha. you play a Canadian? Uh, oh. I, pre- I I I long to be a Canadian, sir. Oh, in a land of uh, maple syrup, ham disguised as bacon, and free health care. Sign me up. What's that a boot? <laughs> I don't know, eh? Yeah. All right. The uh, next one comes from at Rezondo. Question is, what can we expect from Diaz in season two? Lots of karate, some teen drama, and definitely another awesome performance from uh, Sholo. Hmm. Interesting. In so... other words, this goes to uh, what I've been saying. You ask, you think you want to know right now. You don't want to know right now. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, you know, where uh, he says some teen drama, this question is about, I guess we're assuming uh, Miguel, I mean, the, the the person says Diaz, but, um, you know, I, I, it could have been like the Diaz family, but the fact that Mr. Hurwitz says some teen drama in this question that's about M- Miguel, I wonder if Well, uh, you know what, is... uh, I, I'm willing to bet that a lot of parents have been caught up in their teen's drama. Hmm. Okay, but I was just speculating that perhaps there's a uh, perhaps a fight between him and Robbie, uh, and I, I don't know. That almost kind of goes without saying. Maybe we'll yeah. find out. We'll find out. Thanks, Mister Hurwitz. Yes, we'll we'll find out indeed. Okay, all right. Uh, next one comes from at Cobra Kai Matt. Congrats on finishing on the finishing of season two. Will there be a substantial amount of surprises this season? Thanks, and most definitely. Awesome to hear. Uh, next one comes from Tash Curley. Uh, they ask, did anyone on set cry filming the Pat Grave scene? I did watching it. Yes. It was an emotional day all around. I can imagine. And um, Mr. Macchio spent years playing the surrogate son, right, to uh, Pat Morita's uh, Mr. Miyagi I can imagine that it was very surreal for him in that very moment, you know, to be talking to Mr. Miyagi, who also, Pat Marina, had passed away. Yeah, I don't see how it couldn't be. Yeah. So, um, 
gosh, yeah, just thinking about it, I it it, it must have been very difficult. I can imagine. Uh, next one comes from at Dan Suckman. Uh, any backstory on Crease's time in the army? You will definitely learn more about Crease this season. Now, here's my question. Uh, Martin Cove has his own kind of uh, headcanon as far as, you know, Crease's backstory, especially when it comes to the military, his motives for uh, starting Cobra Kai and running it the way he did. How much of that uh, headcanon do you think is going to make it to screen? If I had to guess, I feel that, you know, like Mr. Zapka and Machio, that, you know, John uh, Martin Cove uh, probably had some input on his character's backstory as well. You know, I'm sure they said, hey, what would you think of this? And it was probably, you know, he was probably like, yay or nay kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's just my guess, obviously. The next one comes from Rick. Uh, He asked, or at our jersey underscore devil, he asked, did Miguel attempt the crane kick twice at the tournament? I posted a gif along with the question of two possible crane kicks. He did not, although it does look like it here. That's interesting. Do you think that's just like a gaffe? Uh, I mean, if Rick posted photographic evidence, but one of the main creators is saying that, no, he didn't. Is it possible that they made a mistake and, and they're human after all? Yeah, it's very possible. Hey, season one, you know, get the kinks out now and season two <laughs> will be perfect. Uh, but the, the crane kick, I feel... Oh, so... At the beginning of the second movie, I, and this is something that I completely miss, I, I feel like almost every time, uh, but in the parking lot, he's greeted by Pat Johnson, the referee, and the announcer. You know, I don't know if the announcer had a name, but I think it was the announcer that's like, hey, congratulations. You know, people are going to be talking about that last kick for, for many years. Mm-hmm. They were uh, not wrong. No. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here we are 34 or five years later, so. Um, that was just really cool to see because, again, I just watched part two the other night for uh, for research, perhaps. Hmm. hmm. Um, next one comes from one of our favorite names, at Crispy Kareem. What do you expect the trailer, when do you expect the trailer uh, to Cobra Kai Season 2 to drop? Not sure. Probably a couple months before release. I haven't seen enough early cuts yet. And I think that's fair. That's fair. We just talked about it. You know, we we mentioned, um, you know, he says, you know, around April or May is when season two will come. And uh, I said, what, about February is where I would guess. And that's about right. About a couple months before. Yeah. Yeah. So next one comes from at TDB Brew, uh, who is Tim, uh, one of our listeners and group members. Now that Cobra Kai series has met with so much public success, success, do you think that YouTube will get on the ball and start getting Blu-rays and merchandise to the fans? I know the team at Sony is working on merchandise. Don't know yet the exact plan and timetable. And uh, as a coincidence, less than a week after uh, this Q&A session, the merch store is officially open. That's correct. Cobra Kai store period c-o-m all lowercase that's 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 how johnny would say it that is exactly how johnny would say it. okay all right it, i know it's late for you my jokes probably okay all right moving on 
Uh, next one comes from Gulf War Vets Rule, and indeed they do. Uh, any vet uh, rule, Absolutely. Really. Yeah. If season two is as much of a success as season one, I'm sure it will be, how many more seasons can we expect? I don't have an exact number. We have several more seasons in our collective heads. Would love to be making the show for years to come. And you know what? I'm okay with that. As long as they have an end goal in mind and they don't stretch it out to the point where it doesn't feel organic, I say go ahead and give us as much story as you can. Yeah. You know, I like the idea of kind of knowing the end game and then just kind of filling in the blanks in between. Uh, Tom, have you ever heard of that show Frequency, which was based on the movie with Dennis Quaid? I No, I didn't know they uh, made a TV show of that. Okay, unfortunately, it only lasted one season, mm-hmm. but it was awesome. I actually covered it over at TV in My Brain, where we first started Cobra Kai. Um, and, you know, the first two episodes was basically a remake of the movie, but they made some changes. You know, instead of J- Jim Caviezel, it's a, a young woman, you know, who's the lead. And uh, her dad, obviously not Dennis Quaid, but instead of a firefighter, he's a cop which makes more sense. And the entire first season was about the Nightingale murder, just like the movie, uh, and it's completely different. And it's very, very good. Again, unfortunately, only one season. If anyone's interested, I believe it is streaming on Netflix. Uh, But when they were not picked up for the second half of season one, one of the actors took it to Twitter and said, look, 13 episodes was always the plan. And obviously, they weren't sure if you know, there would be a season two, but I like the idea that they had planned just for that 13. If they get picked up, cool, we'll go from there. But n- I don't know if this is the same thing now, now that I'm saying it out loud. But um, I don't know. <sighs> Maybe it's not the same thing. <laughs> I, 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 I think I get what you're saying where, you know, it's just better if they have a beginning, middle, and end already set in stone and a concrete plan for that prior to them doing anything. Right. And maybe I guess what I was thinking in my head, maybe it's not like, well, because they only get the 13, but they didn't film like 22, you know, because uh, that way if they didn't get picked up for that second half and those episodes would never get released, you know, maybe that's gotcha. what I was getting at. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, but yep, it was still worth a watch and it does end nicely. So that way, if it continued, great. But if it ended right there, it still made sense. So there was, you know, no, uh, loose ends, uh, for frequency. All right. So the next question comes from Rick again. He asks, does Daniel realize he rooted for Cobra Kai when Aisha fought? And there's a gif uh, of, you know, and you can clearly see Daniel kind of cheering in the back. Daniel is rooting for the individual, an old friend of his daughter's, not Cobra Kai. And you know what? That's just the self-centered kind of move that Daniel would do because (laughs) he puts the individual above the group. You prick. All right, Tom, I get it. It's late, but, uh, you know, Mr. LaRusso's not here to defend himself, all right? Uh, That's because he doesn't have the guts to show himself. (laughs) Uh, But I do do really like Mr. Hurwitz's answer because he's right, you know? They've known Aisha for a really long time. We know that Aisha and Sam are extremely close. 
right? Uh, despite what um, Aisha is wearing uh, for her gi. So uh, I do really like that. And you got to think, uh, you know, I, I do wonder, like, whose choice what was that? Was that, you know, Ralph's who's like, well, well, this makes sense. Yeah, Aisha was Sam's friend. Or was that the production team, the, you know, the writers who were like, no, yeah, they were friends. So you're going to be rooting for her. You know, so uh, I do like that detail in there. And good eye, Rick, for catching that, too. Mm. Next one comes from AC Patterson 975. Since many people think Johnny was the real hero of The Karate Kid, another 80s classic that a lot of people are looking at differently is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Some people now think Rooney was the real hero of the film and Ferris was the real villain. What do you think? Of course Rooney was the hero. He was just a man trying to do his job. Ferris was a punk kid who thought he was too cool for school. Kind of an interesting point of view. I can see it. Yeah, I definitely don't want to see Rooney's story, though. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, that guy can fuck off. So, um, next one comes from our, oh, Rick again, our Jersey underscore devil. Why didn't Mr. Miyagi ever teach Daniel how to fix dislocated shoulders? <laughs> could, could Harold and Kumar have fixed Robbie's shoulder? I attached a video of Harold and Kumar fixing Robbie's shoulder. So, <laughs> yep. Mr. Miyagi's techniques could not be taught to a mere mortal, but Harold and Kumar could definitely fix Robbie's shoulder with the right motivation. <laughs> this is interesting. Mr. Hurwitz says a mere mortal. So does he subscribe to the theory that Mr. Miyagi is a... Is a what, demon what, sorcerer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So next time he has a Q and A, if if he has another Q and A after the wrap up, maybe uh, maybe we can ask that if he subscribes to that theory. Maybe. Uh, the next one comes from at the Drunken Dork, which is you. What kind of souvenirs have you taken home from the two seasons of the show? Almost nothing, and that sucks. I'm too busy working every minute of the shoot, and I always forget to take stuff. I did get lots of Cobra Kai themed gifts from Cass and Cruel. I'm sorry. I did get lots of cool Cobra Kai themed gifts from the cast and crew, which I plan to get a lot of use out of. Lucky I want to know. I want to know what those gifts are now. Dang it! Yeah. Next question or next Q and A. Try yeah. to remember to ask them that. Yeah. yeah. So which were what? What were those? Uh, by the way, and, were they uh, nunchucks? Were they uh, were they like throwing stars? And Those also just badass gifts. Just throwing it out. If anybody has a pretty rad like Cobra Kai crew jacket that's a medium that doesn't fit them, <laughs> hit, hit me up. You know, I'll put it to news. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give you a shout out. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, just like how we do Rick, 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 Rick. So uh, next one comes from. Oh, what do you know from Rick? Uh, he says, this is a real debate we are having at the Cobra Kai Pod Facebook page. When Sid visits Johnny, there's Sam's Cola on the counter. Ironic. Behind the soda are owl salt and pepper shakers. Were those Johnny's mom's shakers or were they trash Johnny found in the dumpster? <laughs> you guys pay even more attention to detail than we do. To be honest, never notice the shakers. Highly doubt Johnny purchased them. I can think of a dozen reasons of how they go there, but I don't have a firm answer. Uh, and after that, there's a follow-up from uh, fellow producer Hayden Schlossberg. 
John's being coy. The owl salt and pepper shakers definitely have a backstory and might come into play later in our story, but we don't want to say too much. It, how cool was that? That you was know, amazing. Hayden's basically like, hey, uh, John, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> hold my beer, and they might have a story. That's pretty cool. Uh, l- let me come up with one real quick. Uh, Johnny moved in, and he found those in the cupboard and decided to keep them. No, no, no. Those are pure uh, either garage sale or Goodwill fodder. Hmm. You know, he probably paid 10 cents uh, for the pair. Okay. Oh, maybe they are his mom's, and they're sentimental. You know, he kept them. Uh, maybe, but I, I, I just like the idea of Johnny being a cheap wad. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. Again, good eye, Rick. Uh, Rick's got the eye of the owl or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. The next one comes from at Ant Evans UFC. Have you and other creators had any discussion about flashback scenes to events between movies and season one? Where would you stand in the idea of a stand-in or recasting of Miss Miyagi, for example? Season 2 should help answer your questions. And if you have any dramatic uh, music to play after that, you know, it would be very well placed after that. Because that definitely intrigues me. You know, and also, this Twitter user I am not familiar with, uh, I don't believe he or she is, you know, follows us or anything like that. But we actually talked about a Miyagi stand-in in, like, previous episodes. Yeah, didn't we say that it would have been interesting to maybe film the stand-in from behind so you can't see his face? Right, right. Because, yeah, we didn't want um, we didn't want to do, like, uh, a different cast or anything like that. No. It's just, yeah. So just, you know, body doubles and such, I, I think, would be great. And, you know, kind of like what they did with Kreese in Season 1. Oh, well, I guess in Episode 7. Episode 7. 7? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something along those. Okay, and the next one comes from at Oliver Assyrian. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Uh, will Johnny and Daniel finally fight again? You gotta figure at some point they will, right? But the question's when. That's right. So he should have amended it. Okay, when will Johnny? <laughs> and Johnny what and kind of fight again? are we talking about? Are we talking like an actual physical confrontation, or are we just talking about you know a bitch fest? Because that's a fight. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with a, a thumb war. Oh, no, who's going to win? Um, there's, ro- there's one right answer, and it's Johnny. Well, he knows how to flick a beer cap. Exactly. And, uh, I feel that's got some sort of skill. So he probably, you know, I bet you his thumb can do uh, 50 push-ups on, the, on its knuckles. Yeah, and let's face it, mm-hmm. flicking a beer cap is way more badass than trimming a bonsai. Hmm. I'm not ready to have that debate. <laughs> uh, the next one comes from at Rezondo. Will we get more Anthony or Dimitri's one-liners? Please, hashtag Cobra Kai. Uh, also, Anthony is also a.k.a. Antonio, uh, which I, sh- I should ask him, why does he have both names? Well, yeah, we should figure that out. Uh, yeah. But as far as the question goes, the answer is absolutely you'll see way more Dimitri in particular this season. And you know what? That That is great news. That's exciting news because um, uh, Gianni has, uh, is also one of the um, 
I don't want to say the more active because everybody has been very giving, but uh, Gianni has provided us with some uh, really cool content and, oh, and yeah. stuff here and there. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, he um, has obliged me with a, a headshot, uh, autograph headshot. So, oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. He wrote that uh, he thanked me for being his first dot, dot, dot interview. <laughs> 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 so there you go. Uh, I'm definitely rooting for Gianni. He is a really, really funny yeah, kid. So yeah. I, I can't wait to see him more stuff. Perhaps a new class of American Pie or something. I don't mm. know. People always talk about him and Finch being very similar characters. I can see it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one comes from, uh, I'm just going to say at Aaron, because uh, it's one of those. I, I feel like Twitter just assigns you like eight numbers if you just type in your first name when you're trying to create a name. It's possible. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I I know it's just well, not just me, but why why don't you come up with something else? And and why allow Twitter to assign you something generic like that, though? Well, you know, come I don't on, know. you know, there's still people who have uh, tattoos of you know mom through a heart on their shoulder. Isn't that and a that, thing though? I mean, you, you I, don't. I've I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have nothing to add to that. So uh, I had, the last one I saw was on this uh, guy. His name was Alvin, and he wore a lot of red, and he was Alvin? singing "Bad to the Bone." Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. What about so his? Did, did he hang around his brothers in a normal, uh, uh, like weird amount of time? Yeah, you, you know them, Theodore. Yeah, and Simon? chubby oh. cheeks. You know, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, that's them. they they have this unnatural uh, attraction to acorns. Maybe. <laughs> that I don't know for sure. <laughs> uh, the next question comes from AC Patterson nine seven five. What would Stifler and Dimitri think of each other? Dimitri and Finch would probably be fairly aligned when it comes to Stifler. You know what? I could see those mm. two teaming up and really making Stifler's life hell. Oh, I mean, I'll tell you what. Stifler better stay away from Dimitri's mom. No promises on that one. <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess we'll leave it there. Um, but I I agree. You know, we, we got a pretty good idea of how Dimitri was to Sensei Lawrence at first. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't know where they are in season two. But if it's anything like that, then I can see it. You know, how he would be with uh, Stifler. Uh, next one comes from Crispy Kareem. He asks, was there any Cobra Kai discussion with Jerry Weintraub before his passing? No, no, he passed away before we uh, pursued the project in any real way. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's the uh, producer of yes. The Karate Kid. Yes, The next question comes from at TDB Brew, who is Tim, one of our listeners. In my man cave, I have Karate Kid, Cobra Kai pictures, and autographs. What would I find on the walls in your man cave? I don't have a man cave because there's not enough room in my house. But it would most likely be memorability from the projects I've made and Mets-related stuff. And you know what? Good answer. Very good good answer. answer. But how cool is that? Tom, I don't have any... Thing uh, like uh, from any of my podcasts, like on my walls or anything like that, that would be cool to have. I actually, uh, I, I've been fortunate enough to get some press passes to various conventions, and I've got them displayed on uh, my bookshelf. Ooh, you know what? I still have my very first um, 
uh, press pass that I got earlier this year when I went to go see, you know, the big three. There you so, go. Yeah, yeah. I should I should do something with that. So, do you currently have a man cave? I'm sitting in it as we speak. Okay. What well, What do you have on your walls? Uh, well, right now I have a huge Batman fathead. Uh, various posters. Uh, Ooh, how big's the fathead? Uh, if I had to guess, it's a in total, it's maybe about six foot by four foot. Uh, I've got several uh, bookcases filled with uh, hardcover comic books that have been signed by artists and uh, writers. Uh, on the roof of the ceiling, I'm uh, uh, sorry, the roof of the man cave, I have uh, more posters, uh, long boxes filled with individual comic books, uh, movies, things like that. See, I am nowhere um, uh, near the level of nerd as you are but i understood a lot of those that you said i understood what a fathead was long long box i know what that is that you put comics in those i do (laughs) yes yeah i feel proud knowing that stuff tom um so i don't have a man cave uh now uh, I did have one, and that was before you know the six and a half year old was born. Uh, at that time, I had a uh, framed large poster. I forgot the actual dimensions, but a framed poster of the first Back to the Future. Oh, um, who was it signed by? Nobody. <laughs> oh, very well. It's still cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just a nice framed one, uh, no, no signatures, uh, and also a poster of Infernal Affairs, uh, which is the Hong Kong crime flick that uh, inspired The Departed. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I had, I had those two uh, on the wall. Uh, beneath that, I had my three replica DeLoreans, uh, one from each movie mounted on the wall, and surround sound, pull down projector screen and projector. That's pretty much it when i had that uh, over the years i've you know acquired different things that would go in a man cave but currently i don't have one uh dot 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 yet question mark so we'll see oh uh one other thing that i do have in my man cave uh anybody who's listened to uh my regular podcast jake and tom conquer the world uh <laughs> would know that uh, both Jake and myself uh, have been known to participate in adult beverages, and uh, I have the equipment in here to uh, make my own, as well as a uh, large Pilsner that could easily fit a uh, six-pack in it. Okay, that's where you lost me. Pilsner, adult beverages, I'm (laughs) cross-eyed. Well, by adult beverages, I mean uh, beer. No, I know. Uh, I'm being facetious. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, because we went from, like, nerd stuff to, like, you know, I'm a man. I drink beer and make it myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the next question comes from at Maziar underscore three. What's, oh, okay. I'll humor this person. What's Cobra Kai? Go to YouTube. Type it in. Start binging. And you know what? That's probably the best possible answer to that question. Yeah. I would have ignored it. That, but that's just me, and I'm petty. Yeah, but he doesn't strike me as the petty type of person. Oh, no. You know? I'm just saying me, though. Yes, I, I totally get that. And I respect his answer. Yes, let's face it. Mr. Hurowitz is the better version of Peter. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> uh, more handsome and more successful. Absolutely. All of the above. Yeah. No, I, I do like that. Start binging indeed. 
the next one comes from one of our uh, international listeners, straight from Italy, Chiara Van Tassel. She asks, how... Oops, I'm sorry. I have seen so many times the first season that I will soon vomit. Please let the second out soon. Do it for my health. Uh, so I, I thought she was talking about the movies at first, but yes, yeah, she's seen the first season many times. Now, I don't know if this is where like Google Translate might have messed something up with like her saying like, you know, she's going to vomit. That's how many times she's seen season one. But Kiara, bless her, she tries to interact with, you know, people in the group. And when we first met, I didn't know that she didn't speak English. So anything I said to her, she would copy and paste into a Google Translate into Italian, and she would communicate with me that way. So after I found that out, anytime I saw her interacting with other people in the group, I would put something in Google Translate into Italian, copy and paste it to her to conversate with her. You know, either way, I, I just find this very, very charming for some reason, because this is somebody who just clearly adores the property. Yeah, absolutely. She's, she says there's no Italian podcast, you know, on Cobra Kai, because uh, I was like, really? You chose us? You know, Is there no Italian ones? And she's like, no. You know, so uh, that is awesome that, you know, that this show speaks yes, to. Yes, thank you so much for listening. Um. Sensei Ron Thomas, I, I loved how he kept on saying how Karate Kid is globally loved and all that stuff. He kept on using globally, and it, it very much is. Hmm. But uh, as far as the answer to your question, it's not edited yet. Stay strong, just a few more months. And you know what? This is uh, an old saying, but it's very true. All good things to those who wait. Yep. Patience is a virtue, it I, is. I believe, is it a, a saying. Uh, the next one comes from DJ Arya. Do you think that's uh, Game of Thrones, Arya? Arya Stark? Uh, maybe. No. Okay. Uh, so I presume the next few months is all about editing and post-production. Can't wait. Congrats on wrapping season two. You are correct. And thanks. Yeah. yeah, I'd imagine that now, I mean, now that they got the principal photography out of the way, I mean, it's got to be crunch time to get everything edited, uh, synced up. I, I'd imagine that they're going to have to do like ADR, all sorts mm -hmm. of things. Uh, yeah. Now is the time to really, really kind of go, go, go after the, the holiday season, I bet. Yeah, yeah, I bet. You know, and uh, Mr. Horowitz already said that he's going to go to Whistler with his family, do some skiing. So I'd imagine like after the new year. Like you said, go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Next one comes from at Brianna25. I still need to reach out to her and find out if it's Brianna or Brianna. Uh, Johnny's love for Iron Eagle. Was that William Zapka's idea or yours? Was that just a coincidence? Our idea. And you know, it, regardless of whose idea it is, the fact that, I mean, that let's face it, Iron Eagle is just such a prime slice of 80s cheese. Of course, Johnny's going to love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think it that way, but you are correct. I like it. Um, let's see here. Next one comes from Rick at Jersey underscore devil. Any chance you could convince Healed Rules, which is uh, Josh Healed, and also Hayden Schlossberg to do Q&As? They're less active on social media than myself, but would love it if they did a Q&A. Perhaps hound them. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take that as a call to arms. Anybody who's listening to me, 
pester them, not harass them, maybe once a week. Say, hey, can you do one of these sessions? Or better yet, can you do something on Cobra Kai Companion? Mm-hmm. One of those guys might be in the group. Just saying. Possibly. Just maybe. saying. Maybe. Allegedly. I've heard rumors. Yes. <laughs> uh, I cannot deny nor... Uh, Confirm? Confirm. Thank you. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, next one is from at Tash Curly. I wonder if it's Tosh. Uh, did you get the rights in main cast before approaching YouTube? Or did this project come together in another way? Did you go out to other networks, cable companies, SVODs? First, uh, Hayden Schlossberg and Josh Heald. And I came up with the basic pitch. Then we pursued and secured the rights. Then we pitched William Zapka and Ralph Macchio. Once they were on board, we pitched all streamers. Lots of interest. YouTube offered a full season before even having a script. But yeah, I mean, if I remember right, there was a bit of a, a bidding war between, I, I want to say, Netflix, YouTube, and Hulu. And ultimately, YouTube won out. But I, I, I think it's interesting to find out that one of the things that they offered to kind of sweeten the pot was a full season before they even saw so much as a script. That's really interesting. That really is interesting. I don't remember seeing anything about a, a bidding war. But what I do remember, uh, I don't know if it's in an article or somebody just pointing it out, but YouTube was a good medium because, um, like, according to, like, advanced data, what have you, you know, a lot of Karate Kid clips were streamed on, on YouTube, you know. And so I, I felt like wherever I read it said that it just kind of made sense. Hmm. Interesting. The next one comes from at Martin Abdullahad. Does Brett Ernst, who plays Cousin Louie, return for season two? Oh, we love Cousin Louie. So I, I guess I didn't need to say who that was. We absolutely love Brett. And view him as an important part of the cast. Can't spoil his level of involvement in season two. And again, this just goes to follow... You want to ask, but you don't really want to know. It's going to be a very interesting uh, season two for Cousin Louie, just because the last time we saw him was, you know, where they blew up Johnny's car, him and some, some bikers. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Maybe it'll be him who steps in human shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we will wait and see, right? So the very last question comes from Rick. How fitting that Rick's, uh, you know, ends it, who also compiled all the Q&As for us. So thanks again, Rick. Huge yes, thanks. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, he ends it with, IMDB says, the LaRusso house is the same house used in Beverly Hills, 90210. Any truth to this, or is this fake news? Fake news. The LaRusso house is actually in Atlanta. Yep. And you, you know what's so funny? is like, I, for a second, I forgot about that. You know, that most of it was shot in, in Georgia. You know, I know. Which, I mean, the the location uh, scouts are really, really impressive on this show. They really are. They found a lot of great shooting locations. But, you know, again, I didn't realize that it was shot in Georgia until our interview with uh, Nicole Brown. Yeah. You know, 
yeah. where she brought that up. And I was like, wait, what? And even you said, yeah, you, you noticed that, like the Georgia Peach thing at the mm-hmm. very end. And I saw it too, but I never like even thought like, oh, maybe some of it was shot in Georgia. But yeah, most of it was shot in Atlanta. So there we go. IMDb, fake news for sure. Uh, hopefully somebody <laughs> removed that by now. <laughs> and as I mentioned earlier... Mr. Hurwitz ended the evening saying that he just got the score for season two, episodes one and two, uh, from the composers Leo Berenberg and Zach Robinson. So um, that kind of answered what we briefly talked about earlier. Uh, so it's not all of season two. It's just the first two episodes uh, they scored. Because I think what one of the earlier tweets, didn't he say that they have five episodes that they I think were they said something like something? along those lines, yeah. Yeah, so that's really cool. So that's it. That That's going to be the end of the episode. You got any, anything else that we might have forgotten? This is definitely our longest Q&A session. I mean, it was three, uh, three Q&As, and I think at least twice he was probably on the plane or something, or maybe once he was on the plane. No, uh, the only thing I have to add is I have a feeling that uh, the hype machine is getting ready to to power back up for season two it's going to be an interesting couple months between now and the debut the the debut yeah and so you know just a little suggestion to all the uh the viewers of the show go on all your social medias and share whatever you can and try to pique some interest and you know let's uh let's do our let's do our job and try to uh pass the word along and exactly more eyes on it yeah so, um, obviously, it was a, su- a successful season one, and everybody that, you know, works on the show seems to be really happy with what they did with season they two. They definitely so, believe in their work. That's a yes, great sign. Great sign. So, uh, we are excited for sure. Uh, so, Tom, when no, when we're not talking about, about Cobra Kai, uh, and I don't know if you've got a chance to pimp out your show yet. Uh, where can listeners find that show and interact with you? Well, you can listen to me wherever you find uh, your greater and not-so-greater podcasts. I happen to have one of those uh, various uh, shows. It's called Jake and Tom Conk the World. Uh, we've been on a hiatus for two and a half months, but uh, literally moments before I uh, hopped on Cobra Kai Companion, we recorded our comeback episode, so that is going to be out pretty soon. Uh, we're really looking forward to doing this on a, a, a returning basis, and uh, we're excited to have folks listen to us again. As far as uh, social media, you can find myself on Twitter at the Drunken Dork on Facebook. Uh, the best way to contact me would be to join uh, our group page. It's a uh, uh, an originally titled page called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. Uh, beyond that, uh, the Cobra Kai companion page. Yep, absolutely, which continues to grow and it's kind of amazing cool because, rate. yeah, and we, we, uh, pretty excited about this. And, you know, I, I think maybe we're the only two people that think it's cool, but we got our admin badge, you know, in the group. So we reached a certain <laughs> amount of members and we got that. So that's, that's pretty cool. Just to, um, just to <laughs> confirm that, you know, you and I are the only ones that think it's cool. I've showed my wife. Some of the big <laughs> milestones that we've had with this podcast, and she's kind of reminding me of like a, a, an intentive owner whose dog is fetching a ball, and she's like, "Uh huh, that's good, that's great, yep." 
Right, uh, Cobra Kai. Yes, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, if you guys like retro movie reviews, I've actually been doing a lot of uh, you know newer uh, release movies. But in the month of December, I hope to at least get three movies that are uh, well, definitely older than a few years. Um, so that's going to be uh, exciting because it is uh, Christmas related. So, have you done Batman Returns? That's totally uh, Christmas related. It it really it, it is. I completely agree with you, but that is not on the docket for this month. Oh, yeah. Next year, yeah, perhaps next year, or maybe I finish up the Batman series because I've only done the '89 one. Um, but when you guys hear this, maybe it's not out yet. Maybe it is, but I will be seeing a early screening of Aquaman, which Ooh, I also plan on reviewing. I've heard really good things about that. I've heard both and so with my new release movies i do do a non-spoiler uh, recommendation in the beginning and then you know i'll take a little break and then come back with uh, details and spoilers so that way you know if you want to check out what my thoughts were and if i recommend seeing it in the theater you can check that out podstalgic on twitter and instagram and obviously here at cobra kai companion you can find us at cobra kai pod on Instagram and Cobra Kai Podcast on Twitter and the group page www.cobrakai.tv.amb group and you spell out the words period. So people are continuing to find us and it seems like, you know, when we drop an episode, that's when more people join immediately and then it kind of like peters off a little bit uh, throughout the week. So, but um yeah, join us. A lot of hardcore fans. Uh, Rick is the meme machine, and he's making all types of fun stuff in there. Uh, so check us out. Join in on the fun. And, and real quick, before we uh, sign off, in case I haven't said it enough, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is, what, episode 44, I want to say? Uh, this has just been an amazing journey, and none of it would have been possible without uh, the feedback and support of listeners and uh, fans online. So, again, just thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the, the interactions in the group page, the love that we get, um, our, our group page, you know, we, we have a good amount of members in there, but there are... A good dozen or so that are extremely active. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they have become, you know, like family, kind of like how the, the crew members are on the show. They're in the dojo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they are very much companions of ours. So, um, you know, again, with all the interactions, the positive feedback, hearing, you know, the production or members of the production team are listening to the show, cast members, you know, being told about their interviews on social media and such. It's stunning. It's, yeah, <laughs> all it's all it very rewarding stuff to hear. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So uh, thanks again for everyone's continued support. If you guys have a couple minutes, please consider leaving a review or rating on whatever app you're using. Uh, that really help out the visibility of our show. Uh, if you guys really enjoy what we do and want to share it with others, um, that's that would really that's help us That's the ultimate out. compliment right there. It really is, you know. Uh, so that's going to do it. Thanks again for always listening to us, and we'll see you guys next time.
Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.